And while we're on that topic, with the holiday season here in the midst of another pandemic year, many of us are understandably feeling pretty overwhelmed, anxious, and maybe even a bit depressed. Family gatherings this year are a big part of that stress. Among the mountain of to-do lists, money, health worries, well, author and intuitive healer Jenny Manion says a new resolution that could help fight those feelings of anxiety is making the time to practice some easy mindfulness and meditation exercises. And she joins Culture Shift Live now. Jenny, welcome to Culture Shift. Thanks so much for having me, Amanda. I'm so you, grateful to be here. Absolutely. Thanks for making the time to join us live today. We're also uh, opening up the phone lines for you to join the conversation. Are you feeling overwhelmed this year? Maybe having a difficult time navigating life and responsibilities? Well, share your story and get some help from Jenny right now. You can call us at 313-577-1019. Again, 313-577-1019 to join the conversation today. All right, Jenny, uh, before we get into some of these uh, these tips that you have, I want to hear your story first because you've had an incredible journey to health. Uh, you write about how you turned around a debilitating illness uh, with the help of alternative healing and mindfulness. Uh, what happened? What's your story? Sure. Well, I was sick for seven years. I was in chronic pain every day. I was diagnosed with four different chronic diseases and went on quite the journey those seven years doing traditional methods, doing some alternative in terms of like going to chiropractor and acupuncture, but nothing really helped until I started using mindfulness practices and really watching how I was speaking to myself. Even when we are sick or even when we're stressed, we tend to talk very negatively to ourselves. So really changed my self-talk, changed where I was focusing my attention, and in turn really changed my energy. And within three weeks, all disease had been gone, and that was 15 years ago. Three weeks, huh? Uh, so what was the, the inner dialogue that, that you made a conscious decision to change? Well, when you're sick, pain is very attention-getting. So I was definitely focusing a lot on my pain. And when what you focus on expands, if you're putting, I was putting all my energy, my legs hurt the most, into saying how bad my legs hurt. Maybe I can't walk today. Maybe I won't be able to get down the stairs today. I was insulting myself about the, how I was showing up as a mom and a wife and a friend and a daughter and just really being negative. My negative self-talk was through the roof. And when I started looking at it, I started recognizing how that was not empowering and healing. And what if I did start to focus on the things I was grateful for, even if it was like that my little finger didn't hurt and felt good even if it was that I could lay down in my bed and read to my kids if I couldn't chase after them like I wanted to, really focusing on gratitude, focusing on what was going on that was okay in my body, and focusing on things that were okay, really giving my body that encouragement and that love instead of sending it more negative energy. And so you're trained in a number of healing modalities. You've got a BA in psychology. So uh, you have a long history with uh, working in these kind of uh, alternative health, like you said, mindfulness uh, techniques. Uh, you know, I want to talk about that, that illness that, that you were suffering from, uh, you know, given right now, two years now into the pandemic, a lot of people, if they have had COVID-19, have uh, might have some long-term symptoms of that. A lot of people now experiencing uh, autoimmune disorders, uh, just generally not at their 100%, not where they were before they had the disease. Uh, have you been working with folks like that? And, and as you said, like when you're in 
illness, when you're in pain, when you're sick, it is incredibly hard to even think about, you know, trying to, you know, trying to trying to wrap your mind around a different way of thinking when your body doesn't feel good. It sure is. And with with the COVID, long COVID, it has been a lot of lung illnesses, which is also I deal with a lot of the Eastern medicine. So chakras, energy centers, and that is fourth chakra. So that's at your heart. And that's really about your relationships and all the relationships to date, as long as as well as your relationship with yourself and receiving love. We're either in love or fear. And when we get sick, we move very deeply into fear. Like I said, pain is distracting and we want to do things the way we want to do them. We're not used to doing things in a different way. So really changing that focus to love, you know, putting your hands on your heart, maybe taking a couple of breaths, giving you, recalling a great memory, recalling a time your body did show up for you, sending love to that part of your body that needs that healing. Because when we keep sending those negative thoughts, I mean, our body's always recreating cells. We are 99.999% new in 11 months. So we want to start encouraging our body to create those healthy cells, to create those new cells. You know, one of my shamanic teachers used to say that imagine like little happy faces on all your cells. Like the more childlike and joyful we can get, the better we are in a time where it is very challenging to be positive. There are so many distractions and there's so many things vying for our attention. So this time is more important than ever to really go inward and, and get a huge toolbox of things that you can do to really nurture yourself. Again, we're talking to author and intuitive healer Jenny Manion. We would love to hear your story at 313-577-1019. You can join the conversation. Are you feeling overwhelmed this year? Have you had COVID-19 and uh, are just not really back up to the speed that you would like? We'd like to hear your story and you can get some help from Jenny right now at 313-577-1019. You know, Jenny, as you mentioned, uh, COVID is uh, primarily a respiratory illness. One of the foundational practices of mindfulness is that breath work, as you mentioned. Uh, that's going to be a lot more difficult for for people right now. So, if you're working with someone who who has been ill, uh, you know, and they maybe can't take those kind of deep, you know, restorative breaths mm-hmm. as as you know they would like to, what do you do with them? Well, there are so many different breathing techniques and even being mindful of your breath, even intending, okay, I'd like my breath to slow down a little bit. So many times we don't even recognize we're kind of holding our breath. And I do have breathing counts. There's one that was given to Navy SEALs. So it's a breathe in for four, hold for four, exhale for four, and hold for four. And for someone that's been practicing meditation and breath work for a long time, that might be a very long, slow count. But for someone that is having breathing difficulties, maybe it's a quicker count, but you can still do that. And that count will really help to calm your nerves and relieve stress. And if you do that count, four, 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 it's called box breathing, three times, you will notice a significant healing that starts taking place. If you can manage to do that for a couple of minutes, even better. This was given to Navy SEALs as a tool to really reduce stress and to bring them into the current moment. So no judgment on, okay, well, my four counts too fast. You know, no judgment. Just really meeting yourself where you are. Uh, you know, talking about that, uh, you know, when you're doing that kind of uh, that kind of breath work, um, you know, again, for folks who, who are maybe having some difficulties there, I love when you were talking about 
picturing smiley faces on your cells, like that kind of regenerative <laughs> practice. Uh, you know, you mentioned fear a minute ago being the yeah. precursor, of course, to a lot of anger. A lot of people still in, in, in fear right now of, you know, the virus, of what's happening in the world, really understandably uh, in that zone. And so as we're talking about going into the holiday season here with this in- always a stressful time for people, but these, uh, you know, the kind of like people working from that negative of being maybe in fear, maybe anger at, you know, their families and stuff. How do you, you know, what kind of things do you tell them about, you know, how they can kind of bring down that stress, bring down that fear and that anger as we're heading into this time of year? It really is about that self-love. So we get so caught up in what everyone else is saying and doing, and we don't take the time to really assess how we're doing. One of the first things I have my clients do is write a list of 10 things that they love to do. Give me something really really simple, get a cup of tea and sit down, open a book for five minutes, put on my favorite song and dance around the kitchen. You know, something really simple. But if you have a list of 10 things, do one thing a day from that list. Maybe it's a calling friend that makes you laugh out loud. Really nurturing yourself, giving yourself that permission. If you say you don't have that time, you know, maybe it's in the shower that you're practicing gratitude. That's one of the things on your 10 things that you love to do list. But really, it's when we feel calm, we are much better suited to be mindful when situations trigger us. And instead of reacting, we can react from, we can respond from that loving space instead of maybe that frantic reaction or that fear-based reaction. So it really is about loving yourself and also expressing gratitude for, you know, we have so many differences now with, with seemingly everyone, like, Thinking about something that you do have in common with that person, thinking about something that you do love about that person. We're always sending energy out to other people. So if we're in our minds about how they're going to show up and all of those are negative thoughts that we're having, we're really not allowing for anything else. So I mean, those would be kind of my top two tips is looking at kind of things, doing one thing a day, and really switching into gratitude for yourself and for maybe someone that you're having a challenging time with. Uh, we would love you to join the conversation right now. Our phone lines are open. Are you feeling overwhelmed this year? Are you having a difficult time navigating life and holiday responsibilities? Uh, we'd love you to share your story and get some help from Jenny right now at 313-577-1019. Again, 313-577-1019. Uh, Jenny, I want to go back to the basics of what you're talking about with the breath work again, because, you know, this gets said a lot. Just slow down, take a few deep breaths. And we it kind of has this magical effect. Uh, Effect, but physically, there are some real concrete uh, evidence and ways that this this really does help. Can you get into some of those aspects? Yeah, I mean, it, it reduces our heart rate. It reduces, you know, it slows our respiration. It really gets us calm. It is a stress relief exercise to do breath work to bring ourselves to that present moment. Again, there's more distractions now than ever, and. We're really the only ones that can give ourselves that permission to stop and to listen to what we've been telling ourselves and to tune into our bodies and see if we've been holding our breath or breathing rapidly or rushing through the day. And really just take, it it can take one minute. I mean, that's the beauty of these mindfulness exercises. And then like, take one minute in the shower and tell yourself everything you're grateful for. You know, take one one moment when you're when you're driving or when you first get up in the morning, you know, and 
pay attention to your thoughts. Set one positive intention for that day. Pay attention to your breathing. Allow that breathing to slow. I love putting your hands on your heart, too, and just saying something that you're grateful for and intending for your breath to slow with that. We have no problem going to the worst-case scenario and all the horrific things that are going on in the world, but rarely do we let ourselves go to one of our best memories and really relive that. Like, close your eyes for one minute, put your hand on your heart, and relive every sense of your best memory. And these are just little techniques that you can do in, like, a minute to really start switching your energy and making you feel more empowered. I want to talk about daily practices. Um, for folks that you began working with, clients you, you, you just introducing to some of these techniques, what would be a, you know, three things for them to do daily that you feel would, would really immediately help them see results? And then what's, what's your daily practice? So daily for people, I would say write that list of 10 things. Do one thing that brings you joy every day. Gratitude's important. Gratitude for someone in your life, maybe someone that's from the past or a big, you know, fuzzy pet that you love that gives you unconditional love. Giving gratitude for someone else, another living being in your life, and then for giving gratitude for yourself. We beat ourselves up all the time. What are you grateful for? Maybe you show up for friends, you know, busy moms never give themselves gratitude for, you know, making lunch or making people dinner, you know, really giving yourself gratitude for some of the things that you do for people and switching into that love, like choosing love. And another thing, like if you're in fear, knowing that, you know, by putting out the what if worst case scenarios, we're really not allowing for anything else. So if you go to something you're fearful of, bring in some of the what if, what if this turned around tomorrow and everything turned out okay. Bringing in some of those positive possibilities really allows that to manifest. As far as my daily practice, I meditate every morning. Uh, since January 1st, it's actually been every single morning. I haven't missed a morning uh, for at least 20 minutes. Sometimes it's up to two hours. I do Qigong every morning. This kind of amped up when my mom passed a year and a half ago because she was my daily wake-up call and positive cheerleader. So I really had to step up and kind of do that for myself, really start the morning with positive intentions. But it really doesn't have to be that long. Like, you can really change your day in a few minutes a day, and that's how I healed myself with physical illness. So really encouraging people to know that it doesn't take hours of meditation a day. If you can catch yourself a couple times, or even like once an hour, you know, set your alarm on your phone and just be like, where have I been for the last five minutes in my head? What can I do in this next minute to just bring some joy in? There are always little windows of time that we're usually frantically in our head. So really bringing ourselves back to the present moment, giving ourselves that permission and saying, okay, what, what tool can I use right now to nurture myself? And we're talking to author and intuitive healer Jenny Manion. You can join the conversation right now. Uh, are you feeling overwhelmed this year? Maybe having a difficult time? 313-577-1019. You can get some tips from Jenny right now. Uh, you can give us a call. 313-577-1019 and join Culture Shift. So, Jenny, I, again, I, I'm so sorry about um, losing your mom, but I'm glad you brought it up because another big uh, issue a big difficulty a lot of people are feeling over the past couple of years. We've lost a lot of people, um, and heading into the holidays uh, can be incredibly difficult. Um, you know, I've lost a few people this year. 
you, you know, no matter how much you even you delve into like the grieving process and, and maybe you do the med- meditation, you do the mindfulness, it can still hit you out of nowhere. Um, oh, yeah. You're remembering that, you you know, the people that, that you've lost. What is your advice for dealing with that kind of trigger? And, and on the other side of the spectrum, you know, some folks feel like if they begin to explore that feeling of grief, let themselves feel it, uh, you know, they might might never end, you know? Yeah, and there, grief is, like you said, you never know when that moment is going to hit you, and it is very much like a roller coaster, and I think it is important to acknowledge our grief and to be loving to ourselves. So a real turning point for me was, I think it was about a, a year almost to the day of when my mom passed, I suddenly kind of came in as another voice and said to me, myself, like, Jen, I'm so sorry for your loss of your mom and just started bawling, <laughs> you know, but it was a different kind of bawling, like really showing yourself that compassion because if you lost someone you love, that is, that is traumatic, you know, and that is something to be sad about, but there is that love. I was so lucky to have a mom like my mom that I loved for 50 years. Like I know that I'm beyond blessed for that you know, really moving into that love, maybe imagining that person with you, putting your hand on your heart and bringing in that love instead of sinking into the sadness, really bringing in a good memory with that person or the pet, you know, bringing in something that you love and showing compassion for yourself. Grief is not a straight line. (laughs) It's a very crooked path. You know, you're going to be dancing around a little bit and that's okay. It's just a testament to how much you love. I, I like that you say that because I, I think, you know, for, for me and the people that I've lost in my life, one of the most difficult things is where to put that love after that person's gone, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And, and self-love is a big one because, you know, we have to start showing up for ourselves, especially the last two years has shown us that, you know, hugely too, but also reaching out for other people because... As much as we've been through, other people have been through a lot, too. So maybe there's one other one person you know that you can reach out to in your community or a friend that you haven't talked to in a while, you know, just to brighten their day and to really let them know that you're thinking about them. That always makes us feel good, too, and it feels so good to have that connection. We're going to go to a caller right now. Cindy in Detroit is joining us. Cindy, welcome to Culture Shift. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. All right, so welcome you have some questions about breathing. My question is, how often should you do the deep breathing, and is there a length of time, or do you do it periodically throughout the day? It is whatever you can find some time for. If you can do that five minutes a few times a day, you will definitely notice some shifts. Uh, You could do that in the shower. You could do that before bed. You could do that in the morning when you wake up. Morning and and before bed are kind of the most uh, significant times because you're self subconscious is tuned in too but anytime you feel a little stress coming on if you want to do that too it's it's just a good thing that you could do in like one minute or two minutes and you will notice the difference okay great and thank you so much thank you thanks for calling cindy jenny uh we are going to wrap up with you in just a minute here but i want to get to one other tip that you write about uh, for the uh, website elephant journal uh, and this is in the article you wrote about, you know, four tips for increasing self-love. But number four on it was creating more energy for your body. And we're not talking about drinking coffee or, you know, Red Bull or something. You write about taking just a minute to sort of activate your energy, activate your energetic body. Uh, can you go into that a little bit? Oh, I love that. Yes. 
<laughs> I love energy. So visually, like if you sit and close your eyes and rub the palms of your hands together and just rub them together for like 30 seconds to a minute and then put them a few inches apart and move them together and apart, you can really feel that energy and become like a child. Like we were talking before about the smiley faces. The more you become childlike and you're like, oh, that's so cool, the better because we're getting out of our head and more into our heart. You can put those hands on your heart and you can just imagine that energy going up and down your body. You can put that energy on a part of your body that has given you some discomfort and send it love. You can just become very aware of the energy flowing through your body. And it's pretty cool. I mean, I've been doing this for 15 years and I still think it's just pretty cool to recognize we're so much more than our body and to feel that energy and tap into it. It's pretty empowering. All right, Jenny, we're going to let you go in just a minute. But before we do, can you lead us through a one-minute mindfulness exercise, please? Sure. So I'm going to ask that you close your eyes and put your hands on your heart. And I'm going to ask you to breathe in. Two, three, four. Hold. Two, three, four. Exhale out. Two, three, four. And hold. Two, three. With your hands on your heart, just bring to mind something that brings you joy. Maybe it's a pet, maybe it's nature, maybe it's a good friend, maybe it's a good meal. Bring to mind something that brings you joy. Just really bring in every sense that you feel with that. And bring in the gratitude that you have. And just tell yourself that you love this thing. And you love yourself. And you're going to allow yourself more of this energy, more of this love energy. Tell yourself you're safe. You are loved. And just when you're ready, you could open your eyes. All right. Thank you so much, Jenny, for getting spiritual with us here on Culture Shift today. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Amanda. had a great time talking to you. Jenny Mannion is an author, an intuitive healer. She joined Culture Shift today. Uh, we'll have a post to uh, her blog over at our Twitter page in a few minutes. At DET Culture Shift is our handle. You are listening to this show here on 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station. Coming up next, Rob Reinhardt will get us into the holiday spirit with a new track from Junior Junior. The next, we'll do the roundup. If you have lost somebody this year, maybe WDET's podcast, Science of Grief, can help you out. It is a wonderful podcast that we introduced just earlier this year in collaboration with Science Gallery Detroit, hosted by Natasha T. Miller, talking about, especially for young adults, uh, solutions, the science behind and sharing stories for those who are exploring their grief and mental health. You can find that podcast over at WDET.org slash shows.